Welcome to This is What Democracy Sounds Like. I'm Kevin Prang. This program is a presentation of Metropolitan Congregations United. MCU is a community organization that brings together religious congregations, community groups, and individuals to work for a common purpose, to create a better life for all residents of the St. Louis region. As part of MCU's Break the Pipeline campaign, aiming to end the school-to-prison pipeline in Missouri, we've turned our campaign focus to Jennings for the next three years. All through the summer of this past year, members of the churches in Jennings and MCU leaders have canvassed blocks in the community to hear residents amplify their voices and organize them to win the resources they need to end the pipeline in their neighborhood. This summer's effort is leading up to a public meeting on October 2nd at 11 a.m. at New Northside Church. Here, the community and the Jennings clergy will present their community concerns to the Jennings City Council. Today, we will revisit a conversation we had with two leaders in this effort. Our guests are Latricia Gandy, an organizer with MCU's Juvenile Justice Task Force, and Evangelist Bethany Johnson-Javois, associate pastor at Monument of Faith Church of God in Christ. And also in October, she will be becoming the new president and chief executive officer of the Deaconess Foundation. This conversation was originally recorded in June of 2021, in the lead-up to MCU's first canvassing in Jennings on June 19th. So, Latricia, give us an overview of what MCU and the churches in Jennings will be doing this summer. Absolutely. MCU, along with um, Monument of Faith, will be joining together collectively, getting into the community, um, and our hopes are to get the community and the churches all gathered around faith, um, building communities, impacted people, and just coming through to get the community back engaged together um, and get the resources that the families need into the community. So remind us again, why is MCU doing these things specifically in this region of the metropolitan area? So as an organizer with Youth Justice, um, some things we do with breaking the school to prison pipeline is look at data of where children are coming from and how they're coming into the detention center. Um, and Jenny's 63, the zip code of 63136, which is Jenny's, some of Jenny's, is that high impact zip code where our children are being detained into the juvenile detention center. So we asked the question, what's going on in the community and how can we get involved and organize in that community to figure out what we can do better for the children, the youth and the families? So with that being said, um, I was introduced to Pastor Bethany of Monument of Faith, and we had a um, kind of a meeting around, you know, I shared the data with her and she shared some data with us uh, as well as the councilwoman. And there's definitely some work that we need to do in Jennings um, and organize around. But we start there with the data um, with the youth. The motivation for Monument of Faith to uh, engage in partnership in this way is that, in fact, Monument of Faith has been in the Jennings community for 50 years through my dad's founding ministry. However, uh, the challenge that sometimes churches can have is that they stay within four walls and their sole mission is to preach the gospel. Reminding Men of Faith believes that to be true and the preaching of the gospel or the embracing of community is just as much a part of our role. So yes, we think about the spirit, but we now need to really think deeply about democracy being truly deeply participatory. And these building up relationships with Jennings leaders, uh, with our elected officials, and definitely with MCU being so critically important right now, given what we know is happening 
uh, in, in North County, in our community in St. Louis is just critical. So this is part of our yes to God and our evangelical mandate. Pastor Bethany, can you follow up with that and, and tell us how this work fits in with the mission of your church? Kevin, the gift that, uh, if there is a gift in dual pandemics of racism and COVID-19, we took that deliberate shut-in time to really discern our way forward with what God wants us to do. And so the truth is that over a year and a half, we looked at the purpose-driven church and what functions that looks like. And as soon as we began to ask God and inquire of him, what is our purpose? He was very clear to us that Jennings is our Nazareth. From that question, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes, there is. And so in getting clear about that, we were able to create a partnership around Nourish that began to feed and support community members that also it was in reach for us. And then after our yes was intentional there, boom, here comes Latricia at MCU that we had known because our yes was complete. So to be honest with you, we are still discerning the way forward, but we're discerning it through prayer and action at the same time. And I think that's a distinguisher. Sometimes people put out in the atmosphere, we want to feed kids. We want to do this. We started with saying, Holy Spirit, what are we um, gifted to do and compelled to do at the same time? And we want to learn it by building partnership to do it together. And that's how we're going to understand truly our gifting is in the doing of it. So we're excited. Um, you know, we, we don't have a brand per se, except for really good preaching. That's what Kojic does. And now we want to expand that brand to being loving and supporting and learning about these risks and to Latricia's point, like this unacceptable that 63136 is a feeder of our young people that are feeding a pipeline. That is just as much a just mission for Jesus as prayer, fasting, and preaching. And so we need to be called into that work. So our yes is complete, but we need to learn the process with partnership. So Latricia and Pastor Bethany, how did the two of you connect with each other? It sounds like you guys have a great relationship. So how did that get started? Well, first, I know Pastor Bethany um, actually attended our national leadership training. Um, and, and she has relation with David Girth, who is our executive director of MCU. Um, now, I came into the picture um, a little on down the line. Um, so um, another organizer of ours organized around environmental justice. Um, so she's been in the Jenny's area, you know, speaking of environmental justice and been a part of the Jenny's Clergy Coalition um, alongside Reverend Burden at New Northside. Um, in that, I was inserted um, to meet not only Pastor Bethany, but also Reverend Burton. And, and so that's how that, that kind of connection came about. And, you know, I just was, you know, introducing Breaking the School to Prison Pipeline to the area um, that, you know, the churches wasn't aware of Breaking the School to Prison Pipeline and, and the Jenny's Clergy Coalition. Um, so that's the insert. And, and I'm actually excited about that and excited to share the data and the education around that um, that so many communities miss. And, you know, it's not just Jenny's. It's a few others. Um, but Pastor Bethany, uh, my man of Christ, was the first first congregation to say, hey, yeah, come. I, I want to understand. Let's come and share that with us so we can understand what more we can do in our community. Um, and that was that bridge. And, and as she said, it was just God um, because 
I've been doing this work for a year and year and three months now, right? And I've been looking for impacted parents and impacted youth and youth in the detention centers. And, you know, I'm everywhere. And I was like, what, what am I missing? I'm missing something. I'm missing something. So this came at the right time. Um, you know, I've been praying like, God, you know, where, where are the people that we need? Where are our impacted people? And they were right there in the Jennings school district, the Jennings community. Um, and, and I thank God that I was inserted and introduced into that area. Okay, great. Let's dig a little deeper into the data that you've uh, talked about to this point. What are we seeing in the data? And Pastor Bethany, why was it important for your congregation to see and hear that data? And what did it spur you all to do? Absolutely. So the data that we share um, comes from actually the St. Louis County Courts. Um, so I have relationships with some of the county court officials. And we asked for the data, like, where are the children coming from? The 23 children in juvenile detention in the county, where are they coming from? And so there's a map that they provide us with um, that shows the different zip codes. And 63136 zip code was the number one zip code of where those children are coming from. Now this report is shared. It's not, it's not something that's sealed. You can pull up the report online. You can see the data. You can see the mapping. But 63136 was that number one impacted zip code where the children were funneled through the system. I would say that the reason why the data and the, just the positioning was so critical is because we were looking and we are discerning the Kairos time. Right. It's a it's a phrase that faith leaders know. And you can go in so many different directions of your own accord. You can clothe people, feed people. But we were looking for what we understand, even through the Ferguson Commission's work, I wish I was blessed to help to lead that policy change, structural issues. Right. The social and structural determinants of health. My day job is in well-being. And when we looked at that data, yes, we talk about spiritual and emotional well-being. This is an inhibitor of that. And so it really helped me to go, oh, God, you want me to prioritize making sure that community voice, community vote, participation, love that looks like action. There's a quote that I use, I didn't coin it, but it says, do not ask the Lord to guide your steps if you're not willing to move your feet. And so this for us gave us how to move the feet. I mean, some, many times I found that churches are reticent to move, one, because they don't have the internal capacity to offer to Latricia something, right? When you're a smaller congregation, you're like, we don't have enough. We're just trying to, you know, feed our flock. Well, then God gives us capacity in our willingness that he makes the little much. So once we got over that hump of being intimidated by, we've never done it before and we're too small, you know, and God was like, yeah, you sound like that preacher that was like, I'm too young and I stutter, but I'm going to be with you, right? And so as soon as our faith elevated to say, perhaps what God is teaching us is to trust him in what we don't know, because this is his work. It's not about our capacity. And then MCU says to us, we will take you through training. We will show you the data. We will show you who uh, are, are not part of our democracy as related to voting. And in the training, you'll build confidence with us. And then we'll go out together and we'll build relationship with community together. And that took down our anxiety of perfection and, oh, there's not enough, 
to really relying on this partnership, relying on the data, relying on the spirit of God, all three go together to really start creating movement. I also just want to say, I am not a neighbor in Jennings. And so I am very conscious to be humble about the fact that we, MCU nor Monument, will come into Jennings with some, I have a vision and a plan. That is colonization manifesting again. So we've been very thoughtful about making sure that Mayor Austin, who is a very powerful black woman, probably P.S., there's a theme of black women going on. Okay, just saying, just saying. Um, and we're looking at, you know, our uh, Representative Clower and other local elected officials where we ask the question, hey, as we enter in with this idea and with this motivation, we have to be grounded in the neighbors and neighborhoods. So the first thing we did is we picked up trash with neighbors. I didn't have a logo on. I didn't have a T-shirt that said Monument. I just showed up on a Saturday, put on bug spray, and got to picking up trash. And in doing so, one of the neighbors across the street was like, sister, here's gloves. Looks like you might need more of that. Wait, where, where are you at? Oh, you're that church up the street. I'm coming on Sunday. Let me tell you four more things happening. And that was just from serving for, to serve, right? I'm not even looking for fish at this moment. I'm looking to provide presence. And so I want to be thoughtful about this approach, which is why, last thing I'll say on this is, I don't want to spend a lot of like excited cheerleader energy that is focused wrong, right? We can get excited, but we need to be humble to make sure that we are not getting ahead of God nor getting ahead of God's people in neighborhood. I honor that and I want to do that well in life. As you are canvassing in the neighborhood, what is the conversation that's happening? Uh, you talked about not wanting to be that outsider that swoops in saying, we have all the answers. So what's the conversation at the door? We just want to be community people, you know, showing up as regular people. And that that question, it's a few questions on there just to ask community, how long have you lived here? What would you like to see in your community? And how, you know, we're not forcing religion, we're not forcing organizing we're not forcing any of that we just want to hear from the community and that's where a lot of the disconnect come from no one is hearing from the people in the community that's lived there that that has been there that loves their community and we just want to have a regular not a robotic conversation but a conversation getting the people engaged and letting them know hey we are here we care we care in this community we want to do something in your community, but you tell us what you guys want to see your community. How do you want to see it grow? And what does that look like? And that part would start that, that conversation, but you know, just showing up asking those general questions. What is it that you want to see in your community? And how can we support what, what your vision is for your community that you live in? We're not just there to just organize formally. We're there to really get engaged in the community and show up as humble people. Um, I know I, I'm, I'm taking my minister classes and my evangelism classes, and God is very important to my heart because he shows love and compassion. And you have to show love and compassion in the communities um, to get people really and, and trust. There, there are so many people that don't trust in a form of specially organizer or grassroots organizations, like what do they want? No, we're showing up for the community and what the community needs. I think on the first portion of the engagement, I think that's exactly right um, for us because Jesus has been so colonized and whitewashed 
for people that presenting presenting Christ has to be humble and creative because of the damage done to his reputation. Therefore, the damage done to the church. So we here are very thoughtful again about the way that we are not, you know, we're not diminishing our light, but we're very thoughtful about how our light shines, right? Even with those who may be atheists, who are not believers, whatever those labels are, this intention of getting at the purpose and the soul of people is very critical because it truly, if we believe that Christ is the answer, then there's a way with which we can draw in instead of calling out. That is what we plan to do. We plan to radically listen with humility and in the windows of opportunity that God gives us because he will, because we're walking this out his way every step. It will literally uh, design the words that come out of my mouth from door to door. So we don't have a script. We have an intention and I rely, we rely on the Holy Spirit to uh, give us a uniquely designed message based on each household and what they say. That really is the approach that we're thinking through. And we will also ask for next steps. So the one thing that's critical is that this isn't a one and done event. It is an incremental overtime relationship building. Uh, there's an effort that I support and love called Prepare STL. It was an effort that taught me that part of outreach and engagement and engagement um, has to deal with how we listen. And there has been so much trauma, so much loss, so much grief, so much pain that we uh, began to model after Prepare CL for events that are live in community. We also will be thoughtful that COVID-19 is still a pandemic. I don't care what people say. And in this zip code in particular, many are opting to not choose vaccine. So what we want to do is to create a table where people have an opportunity to just talk, to just share, to uh, perhaps sometimes talking to a stranger with an empathetic ear begins to illuminate some of the healings that need to happen. And so in that process, Kevin, as people are coming and just want to talk, over time we offer prayer. And about two weeks ago, we, we, we tried this. We knocked on doors, we celebrated, we played music, and one of the residents' whole family, because of the pain happening in that home, came across the street, <coughs> asked us to please if we could grab hands and just pray for their crisis situation. We did. A second person pulled over on the side of the road having a PTSD panic attack. That because we happened, right, not really, but happened to be walking Introducing ourselves, the Holy Spirit literally had me to speak to him, and we had resource right down the block that could speak to him clinically in addition to spiritually, right? Those opportune moments. So that's what the prayer table is about. It's about listening. It's about <clears throat> understanding and gathering what we need to know and making sure there's an exchange. Too many times in these efforts, we ask a bunch of questions. We want a bunch of information, and we get all cheerleader excited about it. This is about the exchange, the divine exchange, right? Christ did it on the cross, our sin for grace and salvation. We do an exchange. We listen, we hear, uh, we are empowered, we support, and then we also love back in a way that helps to promote healing naturally and spiritually. Now, Latricia, part of this, as with many things with MCU, is about building power in the community. So how is that going to happen? What are we looking to do? Our voter engagement team will be out and just educating um, our registered voters in Jennings. Um, but 
voter engagement, we would love to increase that by the next electoral, local electoral election. And we would like to increase voter engagement in the city of Jennings by 10% prior. But how do we do that? We have to give education. We have to give education of to what are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Why are you voting? Because um, a lot of people register to vote, but they never get out and vote. Why? Because they're uneducated as to why. Or they just vote for someone because someone, the neighbor said, oh, just vote for this person, but not understanding the beliefs or the structure behind the person that they're voting for. So that education would be given as well. It sounds like that's one of the really nice things about this effort, that it's pulling together leadership in the community. A lot of times congregations and groups are doing their own thing, but this is pulling people together and working in the same direction. This Wednesday night and all of the Wednesdays, we've been compelled to do prayer walks. So uh, again, getting out of the beautiful sanctuary that we're just kind of stepping our toe back into, uh, to walk the neighborhood. It's different when you drive into it to park and look around than to really walk with the intention of seeing what you need to see and experiencing the experience, right? And yet being humble because that doesn't mean that you're a neighbor. So I'm hopeful, I'm going to pitch tonight, that part of what we contribute, which is in our sweet spot as churches, is to think about how we put feet right to the mission and walk, anoint invite the spirit of the Lord there where there has been violence and poverty and where people need affirmation and confirmation that you're not by yourself. You know, many residents sometimes have fought very good fights alone feeling. And so to be able to say, no, we're, we're with you and we support you and we're here to, to nourish and to support that. Um, really happy too that those efforts, we have over 600 folks that are touched every single week by doing that first work first, of making sure that we have uh, supports that are um, in place for them every week since, I think, since March. And that happened Wednesday night. We said yes. By Friday, we had a phone call. Can we please start a partnership? That's how it works. Excellent. So what are some of the follow-up activities that MCU and Monument of Faith are looking at doing? Um, And one of my goals, I'm going to show up for the next two years. That is my goal, to show up for the next two years in Jennings, I'm hoping to canvas at least once a month, um, whether that's knocking on doors, calling, phone banking in the area. Um, Of course, as an organizer and a person that really wants to get in that community, I would show up for the prayer walks as well, um, show up for the food drives and bring other organizers with us. That shows partnerships so that it's not looking less like we're just here for this particular report for this moment we're here for the long run so that is part of my goal and my commitment um, as an organizer for those that opt in we would love to capture the names of those who um, want want the good news shared with them beyond that event and to make sure that they're connected to a family right that looks like a church home if that is what they opt into and if they don't it's just fine it's just it's just fine because we are still ministering Um, But the goal would be to make sure that those who are really in need of that spiritual undergirding can continue to uh, choose us. Because why not? Right. Because we we think that we're awesome and our light is shining and you should come. We're a beacon and a beacon means that you're drawing souls in. So uh, we're excited about what that can mean. And to um, Latricia's point, we've been around for 50 years and we have a forever ministry, whether it's my face or the next face to come. So we do plan to continue to deeply anchor 
in community. We are understanding too from some of the things that our electors have already said that there is a priority around policy change as related to um, making sure that there's beautification in 63136. That there's a specific issue, let me bring this up, around dumping, around other communities that because Jennings has a beautiful demographic of beautiful black people, something about that doesn't seem as beautiful to other folks. So they travel down 70 and other places. Monument has been one of the places that they've opted to put their trash and literally had on our camera that we had to get for this reason. A couple who the father modeled for his children getting out to take uh, a re of the old kitchenware from a remodel and dump it on holy ground. That's what he modeled for his children. And Jennings is having the same perception. It's a place where you can dump. It's a place where you can pitch trash. It's a place where you can just do whatever, right? And so again, that already hearing that as a priority for uh, residents and community members, that is something that we take very seriously as we're thinking about what our priority advocacy needs to be. That is an absolutely heartbreaking story to hear uh, that outsiders have that callous of an attitude towards the people living their lives in Jennings. This sounds like a lot. So what kind of words of encouragement do you have for those feeling intimidated by this work? <clears throat> I would just say, um, you know, to those that are listening, uh, to those that might feel like you're insignificant, uh, that's a trick. Uh, and it's not true. It's just a lie. And that's what Satan does. He's the father of those. And so uh, one win one is the strategy that my father, Ethel Johnson, received about what evangelism really is. It is one win one. It is not millions have to be there in order to make change happen. In fact, it took 12 disciples to evangelize the whole planet. We understand, and I want to encourage folks who have felt like I used to feel, right, that we didn't have enough, and, oh, you had to have a, a, a magnitude of things. But that is just not true. I think the capacity to say yes to God, the capacity to be scared and courageous to try, the capacity to build partnerships, to say let's just do the best that we can, and God gives the increase, it's taking liberation and freedom to the next level but we have to believe in ourselves to be liberated so i'm just excited um i'm excited working with folks that understand it i'm excited about what evangelism 2.0 looks like as related to our civic and de democratic responsibilities in addition to the spiritual ones so let's go let's get it done amen and pastor bethany do you have any final words about your congregation tell us about monument of faith church of god in christ i would just i would just say we are a place with which if family is valuable to you or if family's been funky for you, but you want different kind of family, that we really are the place to come, that we preach the gospel pure and unadulterated, that we teach you how to walk the walk to make sure that your soul is free and that your family can thrive, right? In any environment, in any situation. So to the unchurched, if that word's even offensive, this ain't, this ain't your grandma's church. This is a different way with which to be. And we invite you to join us. Just check us out and see how the glory of God impacts your life through us. God bless you. And Latricia, please remind our listeners about that Tuesday evening participatory defense group for parents and families of affected youth. Yes, um, the Tuesday night support groups are actually for impacted parents or guardians 
um, if you all have any children or youth that are facing a court appointed case investigations and you would like some knowledge, some support. And again, like Pastor Bethany said about, you know, you're not alone. And a lot of us fight that fight alone and feel like we don't know our rights or we don't have rights. This is the place. Come out. You can reach out to hashtag love youth, text 31996, hashtag love youth. You will get directly to me and I will give you a call back and invite you into that space. No question will go unanswered. Don't feel like it's a, 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 a I'm going to just say a stupid question. No question is stupid. Don't feel alone through this process. I'm an impacted parent. I've been there and I thought I was alone at one point, but you're not alone. So you can reach out and definitely get the support. I want to thank our guests today, Latricia Gandy, an organizer with MCU's Juvenile Justice Task Force, and evangelist Bethany Johnson-Javois, associate pastor at Monument of Faith Church of God in Christ, and who will in October become the new president and chief executive officer of the Deaconess Foundation. And if you live in Jennings, please join us for our public meeting on October 2nd at 11 a.m. at New Northside Church to present the concerns of the community to the Jennings City Council. To learn more about MCU, go to the Metropolitan Congregations United website at mcustlewis.org. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for news and events. I'm Kevin Prang, and you've been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening. 